And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brandon Sprague here and my co-host on the East Coast, Lucy Burge. BetQL Network, fantastic, extraordinaire. You can find all her great stuff at Lucille Burge on Twitter. Give me a follow at Brandon Sprague. We are back yet again for another Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're catching this show later, good evening. I hope everybody's weekend was fantastic. We got the NBA Finals to dive into. We have to ask this question, is this Yankees fan relationship over we need to make fun of russell wilson tonight we got some quarterback stuff we need to dive into and luke pergandy of propswap.com is going to hop on with us in our final segment today and before we dive into the some nba final stuff as it's about to get underway right now the national anthem happening uh lucy good evening how was the weekend Good evening. It was a great weekend. Great weekend for the Red Sox, who swept the A's, which is a must-needed sweep. They are at 500. However, I did lose the bet that we had because they did not get to 500 before the Braves did. But that's okay because they are at 500, and I hope they can stay there. So all in all, a great weekend. Celebrated my dad's birthday. Went home to Connecticut. So happy birthday to my dad. Um, So that was really fun. I got to see my family. So it it was a really good weekend. All in all, great weekend. Better than the yeah. Yankee fans weekend. Uh, absolutely. And uh, As our, always. Super, our super producer, Zach Kroll, who will probably not be on today uh, due to the fact that he was literally roasted at the Yankee game and is dealing with almost, I think, third degree burns on his face. It looked that way, yeah. at least on camera. Yeah, he is uh, down for the count. Ca- not down for the count, but he has been roasted, <laughs> roasted by the sun. That guy got Whoa. some color at the Yankee game hey, today. Y- yes, he did. And I'll tell you right now, as a, uh, as a fellow pasty man, um and and all the pasties out there i think i can speak for us if you're not properly applying you're going to be dealing with it for at least three days and then you have to deal with the shedding of skin and the whole you know how much it hurts yada 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 so we wish uh, zach a super quick recovery from the sunburn but he got to enjoy yankee game today and so he was outside watching baseball but uh boy what a weekend of sports huh we got college baseball we got major league baseball we got the nba finals is back game two uh about to be underway we've got the nhl stanley cup playoffs uh, going in the conference playoffs. Unfortunately, the series I think everybody wanted to see in Colorado and Edmonton has kind of become a bit of a dud because now it's a 3-0 lead for the Avalanche who won it late in the third period. Uh, but a nice little weekend of sports, Lucy. Thousand percent, and it continues tonight with the Celtics. This is a, it's a, I'm a little nervous. I'm kind of a ball of nerves here, but it is wild to even think that the Celtics are in the NBA Finals. I still almost can't believe it, even though they've already won a game in the NBA Finals. Even Mm -hmm. today, walking around Boston, I saw a duck boat too, as as prone to do when you're in Boston, and you start thinking like, which which players are going to be on that duck boat? Like, could Tatum be on that one? That like this could happen. They could win the NBA Finals, and there could be a parade. I don't want to speak too soon, but that I mean it's very soon to be speaking these things. But could they sweep? Could we have a parade within a matter of days? Could we keep those duck boats gassed up because God knows the gas prices right now? Don't give any tours before the parade because we need those ready for a potential parade. Clean those up. There's excitement in the air for a potential. I mean, just the fact that they're in the finals is incredible. It's incredible. So. It's it's been very exciting and a little everyone's all jazzed up for this. No, it's it's been fantastic. You know, we were talking kind of last weekend about where this series was going to go and how this whole thing was going to unfold. And you know, you got Boston up one nothing. And to me, I think last weekend weren't we talking? Was it during Game Seven, Miami Boston? Wasn't that what we talked yes. last time? 
So then they yes. get past Miami. Uh, they move on, right? They have game one. They have the incredible fourth quarter where they outscore the, the Golden State Warriors 40 to 16. It's not just that they won, Lucy. It's that they absolutely outplayed them and yep. showed every reason why they had reached the finals. Mentally tough team. It's why I took them to win in six. Although, you know, I'm not ready to count Golden State out. They're only down one nothing. This series could go very long. Uh, if you like the Boston Celtics to sweep, I'm sure DraftKings or any other website uh, that you may play probably gives you some decent odds at that. Let's look at a live look at the odds. Um, it's it's It was Boston as the dog coming into the series. Now you've got Boston as the favorite going up one nothing. They're at minus 170 uh, last we checked, and Golden State was at a plus 140. Uh, last weekend that had flipped, or last week that had flipped uh, at Dubs minus 155 and Celtics at plus 130. I luckily locked it in at Celtics plus 130. Uh, but what did you make of game one in, in terms of what do you take away from that game that you kind of look for in game two, whether that's for Boston, maybe against Boston a little bit and some weaknesses or what Golden State could change to maybe make this a series heading back to Boston with a tied series at one. So this game was the roller coaster that I kind of expected it to be because the Celtics have put us all on a roller coaster the past two series, game by game, mm -hmm. all of that. So the first at halftime when the Celtics were winning, had a great feeling. By the third quarter, I thought, okay, you know, it's the first game. They're I, I counted them out. I was like, all right, the Celtics probably going to lose this. You counted and them out I at the end of the third? A little bit. I was like, you know what? One wow. game. It's, this is not. This is not game seven. This is not the the. This is not winner go home. It's okay. It is okay. They can rebuild. But then, Ime Udoka came through before the fourth quarter. He, what he said to them was, he said, "You are getting punked out there." He said, "They're punking us right now. Is this the way you want to go out? This is not us." let's at least give ourselves a chance if we're going to go out let's go out the way we play and yep. he was happy they responded so the fact the way he said this it almost sounds like he's speaking before the fourth quarter of a game seven like if we're going to go out so it mm -hmm. looks to me like the celtics are in fact treating every single game like it's the last like yeah. this could be our winner go home so tonight i expect them to do the same but it is very evident that they treated that fourth quarter like that could be their last. Like it's game one of this seven game series potentially. And they treated it as if this was do or die, which is absolutely what they need to do in every single game going forward. And I think if they do that, then they're golden. No yeah. pun intended, but they are, they're going, you know, they're going to win. They are not golden state, but they are going to, they're going to go green on this. And some things you, you note little things, but today there was kind of a little a scuffle about whether or not Jason Tatum at shoot around was wearing a Kobe inspired outfit, or if he was just wearing just a Celtics outfit. And yeah. I, my first, my first thought was people are saying, Oh, it's Kobe again. Like, of course he's, he's just wearing like a normal outfit. Then you look at the logo on the shirt and that logo has not been used by the Celtics since the nineties. So, yeah. and it's Jason Tatum who texted Kobe for God's sake before the game seven. So I think it was a Kobe inspired outfit that he threw together, that threw together planned probably. Um, so he is really coming down to like little details about using his Kobe inspiration here. The wristband, the more I think about it, and I was talking to Zach before the show about this, a little bit odd to wear a Lakers wristband when you play for the Celtics mm -hmm. in a game seven. And it's kind of like if the Red Sox were in the World Series and say like Rafael Devers wore a Jeter armband, 
or mm -hmm. a, if just say god forbid jeter died like say say because it's different because kobe's not with us anymore but the lakers are still a team so if and they're a very they're rivals of the Celtics. So if you if someone wore a Jeter arm, it would be a little strange. So it's a little strange to see Jason Tatum do that. I know he's honoring Kobe, but that was a little bit of a, a back and forth today. And I, I do now think he was kind of modeling his outfit after Kobe. And I think that is propelling him in this series, which gives me faith in the Celtics. Well, it's interesting that, that you note this. Uh, Tatum throughout these entire playoffs, after he struggles in game ones, or any game actually for that matter, and by the way, 3 of 17 from the field, 13 assists, uh, 12 points. He he didn't end up making an impact on the game. But as I said all week, like despite his numbers being good in other categories, their best player ended up being their worst player that played minutes. Like, And I, if you really think about it, he was. Like, well, Grant Williams played some minutes. He played 18, and he didn't really fit in. And we'll see where he's at in the series. But Brown was good. Horford was great. Robert Williams came on big in the fourth quarter. Marcus Smart made some big plays. I thought Peyton Pritchard had very underrated defense in game one, what he was kind of doing, really antagonizing Jordan Poole. They were talking trash to one another. Jordan Poole was awful. Um, obviously, Tatum didn't help from the field. But what Tatum did do was create everything else for his teammates, open things up. And it kind of allow the free flow of what they had going offensively to keep going. Here's what I look for in this series going forward. Which has just tipped off, by the way. Which Game which two. has just tipped off. And as I'm looking down right now, it looks like we may have a jump ball uh, between Boston Golden State. Yeah, it's a jump ball with Horford and, and Draymond. So we'll Al give Horford, you a live update throughout the show. Recent birthday boy, Al Horford. Yes, he's now 36 years old. Now, sure the thing that I look in this series is people made a big deal of Steph Curry. Right. Yes. And Steph Curry was really phenomenal in the first quarter. He had six threes, but ultimately kind of went up and he had 13 points the rest of the game. And people look at Steph Curry and go, well, Steph Curry, why didn't you carry him? I thought the talking point was really, really pointed in the wrong direction. Draymond wasn't great either. I think if the Golden State Warriors are going to beat Boston, and I still think it's a possibility, they're going to need Klay Thompson to be somewhat of Klay Thompson used to be. Now, it's not to say that he's going to be you know, 60 points on eight dribbles, Clay Thompson, but you got to be better than what? Five of 13, five of 14 from the field. Like Clay Thompson has to be better in the series if they want to have a chance to win it. And I just don't think the game one Clay Thompson you saw, despite what the narrative may be about Steph and how many people kind of view him and how polarizing he could be, despite Draymond not playing well in that fourth quarter with, uh, I want to say it was three turnovers and 0 for 2 from the field. Clay Thompson is kind of the one that I look at and I say, if they're going to win the series, Clay Thompson has to play better. Otherwise, you look at Golden State and say, is Jordan Poole ready to be a number two? I don't think so. Is Andrew Wiggins? I don't think. I think we know he's not. So if it's not going to be Clay, who is it going to be? And I think that's a tough thing for Golden State to figure out. That's why I like Boston in the series, and we'll see what happens here in Game Two. Well, this is why I've heard this question thrown around quite a bit the past week. Top to bottom, are the Celtics a better team than the Warriors? Like they are counted out so much. They had a terrible start to the season to look at them now. And you look at them up against the Warriors and even to have that question thrown out there is kind of incredible. But I look at top to bottom, like maybe they are. Like just yep. if you, you look at, I mean, Steph Curry, you think of any team with Steph Curry is going to be better than any other team really. But then you look at this and you're like, yeah, the Celtics top to bottom are a better team than the Warriors right now. I just think, I think Lucy on that point, I, I, I don't, I don't look at these rosters and think the Golden State thing. I know Steph is amazing, but I think the thing with Steph is if if refs allow the games to get really physical, and we know in the playoffs, especially in the NBA, 
they allow things to get physical. I think of LeBron 2016, Cavs Warriors when they came back 3-1, a big reason they were able to come back is because they were allowed to kind of body and be physical and tough with Clay and Steph and company. And I think right now, as I'm watching Clay just through an awful pass, turnover goal and stay 10-5 already, Boston. It the is. thing about the, these two teams is I think I think Boston's tougher. I just I think they're a team of dogs. I think every single one of them to a man plays with an edge and they play with a chippiness as Tatum's holding his, soul, his uh, shoulder looks injured. But I, I just think they've been more battle tested. I think Zach threw it into the chat and he's right. Like, look at who went against who to get to this point, right? Golden State game uh, series one, it's Denver. Like Denver was the worst team in the Western Conference playoffs because they didn't have Jamal Murray and they didn't have uh, Michael Porter Jr. It was a one-man wrecking crew, right? You go to the second team they take on. Uh, uh, the second team. Who was the second team? I'm blanking. Um, not, 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 was it Memphis? The Grizzlies. Yes, the Grizzlies. They go against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies lose John Morant to an injury, and they were a good team, but they're not quite ready there, right? They're not ready to go over that next step, not really testing the Western Conference Finals. I look at the other side. I thought the East was better than the West all year long. I thought it was deeper, and I thought the best teams in the East were better than the best teams in the West. And I think you just look at who they went through. If you have to take on the defending champions in the second round, even without Middleton, you're taking on Giannis. And that is a really tough thing to do. It's why I think I liked Boston so much. Aside from the depth is I think they were more battle tested going into the finals. Exactly. And there is so much to be said for getting hot at the right time. And I think that's what happened with the Celtics. They're hot at the right time. But I also think things like getting through Giannis, was a big thing for them. I think that yes, was a, they huge. saw that as a brick wall and they got through it and they thought we can do anything now. And I think there are little bulletin board material things that keep coming up for them. Like, well, I mean, Ime Odoka, what he said to them, I think sparked them, but little things like Draymond Green saying, we want to play the Celtics. All these things are bulletin board material for them. Other things Draymond Green has said post-game after game one are now bulletin board material for them. And they, they genuinely use that because some teams get these gifts of, of bulletin board material and they don't use it. The Celtics are putting it to use and look what we're seeing. They're, they're winning right now in game two. Yeah. Again, I mean, yeah. we're just minutes into this, but right now they are, there's no stopping them. There is such a momentum about them right now that, that you just look at this and you're like, how maybe, you know, could they, I even to my dad this morning, which said like, look, I was like, maybe, you know, could they sweep? Like, could the Celtics sweep this series? It's a possibility. You know, you get that feeling like they, they could sweep this series. You don't know. Like, we don't the know. Way, they could. Right. <laughs> the way they're coming out right now, Lucy, because they were slow in game one. And this is the thing about game one, too. Steph was on fire and they were only down four at the end of the first quarter, which I think I thought spoke volumes to Boston's grit and ability to kind of hang tough mentally. They're leading 13-7, seven and change to go. And they're playing really tough. If they win tonight, I think the sweep is definitely on the table. We got a loaded show, a lot to get to. Is this Yankees fan relationship still intact? We'll uh, hear from Russell Wilson, talk a little quarterback stuff. And then Luke Pergandy, a PropSwap.com joins us. We have a loaded show, Lucy. We have a lot to discuss. We and we're going to get to it coming up next. Back to the Futures here at Lucille Burge on Twitter, at Brandon Sprague on Twitter, and follow the BetQL Network on Twitter as well. Talk to you guys in just a couple minutes. Uh, back to the Futures, back with more on the BetQL Network. Krista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus a daily tip, BetQL Daily, and You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network.
sports bettors get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. We'll do a the bad team that I'm not sure I got right at all. I had a really hard time figuring out what Seattle's rating should be this year to start the okay. season with. I thought that was really, really, really difficult when we get to that Monday night game against Denver. And it's an interesting game, more. right? Because primetime yes. home underdog against a team with a new, a new new coach and a new quarterback. Correct. Yeah. So I would say, and then the, I would say like the good team I had the toughest time with, this will be kind of random probably, Baltimore was okay. like really tough because they have had seasons recently where they have been rated as the best team in the league in the market basically um in the regular season and and as so therefore they you know the most likely team to win the super bowl at times in the year or you know win the afc etc last year was obviously weird the year before even was weird was the covid season you better you bet 3 to 7 p.m eastern from the betql network your home for wagertainment the sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Sean Little from the No Ketchup Podcast. It'd be quite a shame to Sean and everyone that's listening out if there that really wants to hear what he has to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, closer, a little closer to on, on the uh, melody. Won't let go at any price. That's what Cam was saying. We need a song. Winner, so let's talk to Sean Little. The 76ers He's are a the bunch bed. of bums. Except Tobias. Tobias hit, by the way. It's never been said before. And Maxie. Maxie James Harden is a fat bum. And that's me it's being mean to bums. You got one James Harden fat bum. Yeah, we take the under PRA. We take the under PRA. The fat bum PRA I take a team of four bums and beat the six. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, back in, guys. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Good evening. Happy Sunday. We were just talking game one and a little bit of game two. The NBA Finals is uh, underway as we speak. Boston with an early lead. State, though, playing uh, right back is, uh, is now hanging and now we got ourselves quite a contest with two. And uh, we'll keep you updated on the show. Not much to say right now other than, you know, strong start for Boston, who was a four-and-a-half-point dog coming in. Over under was 213-and-a-half, and they were up early. But Golden State now has kind of cut into the lead. Uh, Luke Pergani, Props.com, is going to join us in the final segment. We'll pick his brain on the NBA Finals, maybe on League Baseball, and maybe even hit on some college. I'm curious to know from Luke, if at all, what does the betting market look like for these regionals? 
for college baseball. We know people are gambling on them, but I'd love to know from Luke uh, maybe some some details or some info of what some of those tickets look like. But let's get to some audio. This show, as much as any show in the country, Lucy, we love good we we love good audio. We oh, love, we love really good audio. And I I want to say you brought this to my attention, so I'll give you the credit here. Outside of Yankee Stadium, there is an individual interviewing Yankee fans. And there's a couple. There's a guy and a girl. And he's interviewing them and says, if you could have a hall pass for the Yankees to win a World Series, would you do it? And I believe they both said yes. Yes. And and the guy proceeds to ask the girl. So here, that's the setup for you. Take a listen to the rest. If the Yankees were going to win a World Series, but you had to give each other a hall pass, would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, why? Who does she have to? You can pick anyone who you want. Who would you pick? Anyone in the world? My ex-boyfriend? Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Who would you pick? Uh, what? You. Aw. I'm sorry. Why the ex-boyfriend? We're going to fight about this. Why the ex-boyfriend? Um, He's gone. You can tell me. He was a good lover. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow is right. Wow. My lord, that video. Um, I, I just for... checked. <laughs> Lucy, I just checked. I'll let you go here in a second. I just checked. The live odds, if that relationship still exists, is at plus 1,100. I believe it. I wouldn't take those. Plus There's no value there. There's no value. No. In those the odds. fact that they, if they broke cow. up, if, if they broke up, it's at a minus 850 right now. So yeah, that makes sense. Let's walk through this. You tell me what is what is your takeaway from this video? Okay, so this starts out a little bit funny because like, yes, okay, so if someone came up to me and, and said like, okay, if the Red Sox won, if I was married and someone came up and said, oh, if the you know Red Sox to win the World Series, would you give your husband a hall pass? I'd be like, yeah, of course. Because like, yeah, you say like, oh yeah, of course. And then it goes from bad to worse where it just gets worse and worse and worse where it goes to a little uncomfortable because she didn't take much time at all to say my ex. As soon as she confirmed anybody in the world, her ex, like that's it. And then he, you can tell his mind is like, should I take the high road here and say her, or should I take the low road, stoop to her level and say somebody from my past here. But he did, I think the right thing because there's no nothing. He's not in the wrong at all here. And so he has cleared himself by saying her, because that's the only answer that's going to keep everything just straight and narrow for him. Then he, I'll get back to him in a second, though. But so you go further and further to where she said he was a good lover. That's the worst thing. First of all, the word lover makes me cry. Like it, it, as Tina Fey said in 30 Rock, that word bums me out unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Because that word, not my favorite. Meat lovers pizza. The only context I like that word in. So... I think that is the kicker here is that's the reason like that. He, how do you come back from that as the guy? How does she looks like a terrible person here? But the guy blew a huge opportunity here. So this video went absolutely viral. He could have said any female celebrity in his little rotation. He could yep. have said Scarlett Johansson. He could have said Kate Beckinsale. He could have said anything. And the odds are pretty good that she would have seen this video because it's gone viral. She would have responded. And like, that's all you need. And so then she, the, the girl, loses even more here 
because then he gets this attention from his favorite female celebrity and she gets her ex. So I think he should have used this opportunity instead of taking the high road and saying, you obviously say some, say Kate Beckinsale, say you're the, the first woman that comes to your mind for real, because it's probably not this woman who is probably not the easiest person to be around. Cause I mean, she, she seems very attached to her ex currently still, because that's the first person she thought of, because of course he's a good lover. Uh, so this video goes from really kind of cringy to really, really, really sad and tragic, really, for this relationship. <laughs> it, it, first of all, it does. A second of all, let me, let me, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's unpack what you just talked about. So let's say you're not married, but you're in a, a good relationship. You're in a good relationship. It's been, uh, let's say it's two years. You're in love. You've been together. You're committed, right? You're interviewed outside Fenway. You're playing this game. You're not saying, no, I don't need a championship that bad in my life. I've seen them win three times in my life. Like, I don't need it that bad. You're playing the game. Here's what I would do for real. What okay. I would do is, is I would say, I would say yes. And then be like, oh no, I'm joking. Like, I'd be like, oh no, I'm kidding. Okay. okay. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, because I wouldn't go full, full force into it because this is real sure. life we're talking about here. And this video, you never know. You never know if you're getting filmed, if you're in a video, whatever, it could go viral. You never know. You never know who's going to see this. That's the rule I play by. So yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. And then be like, oh no, I'm kidding. Of course not. Like, yeah, I've, I would say something like I've seen us, you know, enough world championships for the Red Sox and appearances in the world series. It's, you know, it's fine. That's what I would say. But if, if it was like, would you let your husband have the hall pass? I'd be like, sure. Or your boyfriend. Like, but then I'd be like, oh, I'm kidding. Like I would, I would never go as far as they went with this where they went full. She went full. Like this, this is will happen. Like, yeah. because he's a good lover. <laughs> okay. So I'm okay. We needed to address that part of it. Now let's unpack part one. You said this guy could have, had he just mentioned random celebrity. It goes viral and some female celebrity says, I'm interested just to help the guy out because she feels bad. Okay. Right. So, so you're telling me that's his best bet. One, I think he played a smart hand, but the problem with his answer is you're not playing the game. Like if you want to play this game, a hall pass isn't your actual significant other. That's not what a hall pass is. A hall pass is the ability to be with a person for one time. You can't be the cute guy who tries to save and cuddly and warm to the girl and be like, you. Like, you're not playing the game, first of all, bro. So either don't play, play the game. Second of all, I think she, I don't think she wanted a relationship. Mm. And I'll tell you why. She named her ex-boyfriend. I mean, that's the cardinal sin of cardinal sins. If there's, if there's anything I know about relationships and the way that this is looking, it's it's that you don't steer clear from a boyfriend unless you know you don't want to be with them. And so my theory is she didn't want to be with him because using the word lover is maybe the possible thing. Okay. So she could be sabotaging this and saw an opportunity. She saw an opportunity herself here to to end this relationship this way. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think she was looking for a way out. So what do you do? You use the ex-lover because you know that's going to cut him the deepest. This is actually very smart. And what way to do this better than an opportunity where someone outside of Yankee Stadium is interviewing you? 
than to to slowly slow end your relationship because she did say at the end we're gonna go fight about this there was nothing she had to fight about because she was the one who was wrong so that is that kind of that does make sense here where that could have been the issue where they just they wanted to break up it does it seems like they had had quite a few fights in the past maybe about this ex-lover uh because it seemed very at the forefront of her mind and <laughs> another thing hall pass isn't it supposed to be again like you said somebody who is like a, a idolization like someone you've never met some celebrity something like that like drake say or yes. for me post malone or uh pete davidson or alex cora you know some of my celebrity crushes for instance like Maybe, you know, one of name your first celebrity crush that you think of, not your ex-boyfriend. Unless, right. like you said, you want the relationship to just die. Yes. No, that I think that's a good point. Uh, and speaking of celebrity crushes, I must ask, is Russell Wilson one of yours? Because I don't think you'll think Russell Wilson is a crush after you hear this audio. So you know how when they're like going to a fourth quarter or the team failing and they have these video jumbotrons and they try to get people to get excited. So out here in Portland, they play George Foreman at the Moda Center where the Blazers play at the start of a fourth quarter. And he's like, Let, uh, uh, let's grill him. And it gets people excited. Uh, we have audio of Russell Wilson trying to do this. Take a listen to Russell Wilson trying to get Bronco fan excited. Just put my jersey on for the first time. Broncos orange, let's ride. Green screening it with my boy. Yes, sir. Let's go, we in the orange, baby. Let's go. Let's ride, baby. Ooh. We're too clean right hey. now. No cap. Well, we know what we're doing. Hey. I had my boy, Drew. And I got one phone with one me. One phone with me. Boy, hey. Boy. Hey. 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 Yes, sir. Show him what we're going to do. Yes, sir. Ski. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos. Let's ride. Perfect. Okay. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Oh my God. Those I, are all the same. I love what she says, perfect. That is not perfect. That does not get me pumped up for Broncos Nation Let's Ride season. Everything he does now, he's just going to add Let's Ride at the end. And he thinks that that's good enough. Like, I'm here, the weight room, let's ride. Broncos Orange, let's ride. Also, great thing for Russell Wilson, side note, Orange is having a moment right now in fashion. So every orange jersey he wears, it's it's in right now. Orange is now Elwood's the new pink. So that's good for Russell Wilson here. Broncos Orange, let's ride. Broncos okay. Country, let's ride. Bron Holy cow, this guy. That, is that's the least moment. motivating thing I've ever heard a, a human being say. Broncos country, let's ride. Like, why, why, why are you oh, saying Oh, I'm let's ready to ride. ride. Ready yeah. to rock and roll. Ready to ride here. This, it, it's is, awful. this, this is the scene in Seinfeld with the, these pretzels are making me thirsty, where they're all trying to up each other with how oh, well yeah. they can do the line, these pretzels yes. are making me thirsty. Yes. That's literally what this is. It's Broncos country, let's ride is the new, these pretzels are making me thirsty, where you put emphasis. All he did was put like slight emphasis on a different word down the line of words in the sentence he has to say over and over again. And she's like, perfect, perfect, beautiful, good job. You're literally doing the same thing. She's like, one more, and then he does five more. Broncos country, let's ride. Just, just say it like you're excited about the season, like you're running out. They should have said Russell Wilson. 
say it like you're running out onto the field for the first time and it's it's the first game of the season and you're gonna you're absolutely excited for all of this and you're pumped up broncos country let's ride like say it better than you did because that was really pathetic would be the word i'd use well what i can tell you and i'll tell you this real quick because we got luke pergani of propswap.com gonna join us i can tell you right now people in seattle while they know russ is good they didn't want to lose him as a quarterback this was the knock this is the knock in oregon this is the knock in washington and this will be a knock in colorado at some point i know he's a good dude at heart he did a lot of amazing things for the community okay there's a bit of a cornball, like, who is Russell Wilson vibe to this? And what I mean by it is if you watch his press conference, he talks exactly like Pete Carroll. Zach, mm-hmm. I know you're listening. Look up a Pete Carroll press conference, listen to the cadence, and then listen to Russell Wilson talk. But Russell Wilson on social media, Russell Wilson in the locker room, is a much different Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson at home is laying in bed with, Sierra. with his phone next to Sierra and going, hey, yo, Seattle, this is dangerous. And then when That's he gets right. to the podium, it is, you know, we just try to do our best and we we persevere and we play hard and we have a lot of heart. There's an identity thing here with him. And you see it with the, the audio with the teammate and then the audio, let's ride. And it's just, it's the weirdest thing because it yep. doesn't take away him as a person or a player but damn it, is it awkward and a little bit uncomfortable. And Bronco fan, if you didn't know it, you're going to know it soon. Exactly. I mean, my goodness, this is bizarre. And he's like, Sierra, let's ride. He's just going to add, let's ride to every single thing he says. And that's going to be his little tagline. It should be. It should be the Let's Ride podcast with Russell Wilson. And it's just monotone him talking the whole yep. time. Like, this season's going to be great. We're going to be great. Then we're going to win every game. Let's ride, Broncos country. and or Broncos orange. Let's Broncos this and that. Let's ride. He's got his little, his little, uh, like just plug in and Broncos this and then let's ride at the end. And Broncos uh, buffet, let's ride. Broncos this and that, let's ride. That he is a monotone robot. And identity crisis yes. is exactly what it is. Yes, there's a lot of dealing with that. And I think you'll see it throughout the year. He'll post a video and he's a certain person. And then he'll be in the podium in front of the media and he's entirely a different person. I just, bro, you want to build a brand? You want people to buy your R3 logo stuff? Like, you got to be genuine. That's what people like is when people are uh, genuine. Uh, We'll give you an update on the Boston-Golden State game. And uh, Luke Pergandy, PropSwap.com, is going to join us. We'll talk talk NBA Finals, Major League Baseball, maybe some NHL, maybe some college baseball as well. Luke Pergandy, PropSwap.com, joins us next here. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Shelton Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern along with BetQL Daily. You better you bet and bet him, Jim, tonight only on the BetQL Network. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. My alarm did not go off. So I woke up about 13 minutes before the show started, which is fine if you're male. But it's just like I can't cut back that much time on hair and makeup. I am a man who requires a lot of preparation to get ready for What? What? What do you do? Do you see how much hair I have? I wish. 
stop you right now, I would. Well, guess what? I would sue you for all that you're worth with no shame whatsoever. You're they Amber Heard s- in this trial. I'm Johnny Depp. Yeah, that is absolutely not true. Objection. I resent the fact that you're implying, and I know what you're doing here, that I poop in the bed, and I have not pooped in the bed for a very long time. It's not my fault that you woke up 13 minutes before the show. Don't act like I pooped the bed because I, sir, ma'am, do not. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. We'll do a the bad team that I'm not sure I got right at all. I had a really hard time figuring out what Seattle's rating should be this year to start the okay. season with. I thought that was really, really, really difficult when we get to that Monday night game against Denver. And it's an interesting game, more. right? Because primetime yes. home underdog against a team with a new, a new new coach and a new quarterback. Correct. Yeah. So I would say, and then I would say like the good team I had the toughest time with. This will be kind of random probably. Baltimore was okay. like really tough because they have had seasons recently where they have been rated as the best team in the league in the market, basically, um, in the regular season. And again, as so therefore they, you know, the most likely team to win the Super Bowl at times in the year or, you know, win the AFC, etc. Last year was obviously weird. The year before even was weird and was the COVID season. You better you bet three to seven PM Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. What are we doing in Phoenix taking on Dallas? Sides, totals, props, parlays. Anybody have any yeah. plays in this game? I'm going to take, you know what? I took uh Philly. Oh, my God. Sorry. Joel, Joel Embiid did the suck it. The, the nice mm-hmm. suck it. To uh, the crowd. DX, we call that. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> holy cow. I, I didn't say that. Shawn Michaels did. He's a sexy boy. You heard the song? I Sorry. think I'm cute. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm sexy. I got, I got the, the looks that can drive the girls wild. Come I got on. the moves. Got the moves. They really move They em. really move em. I make I send chills. There it is. There it is. Up and down this spine. spine. I'm just a sexy boy. A sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy <laughs> Come on, Trista. I, I make them hot. I'll make them shiver. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Hello. The Futures here, BetQL Network. Brandon Sprague here, Lucy Burge on the East Coast, my great co-host here. We're every Sunday night, you can catch us here on uh, the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Um, we're going to wrap it up with our good friend, uh, Luke Pergandy of PropSwap.com, because if anyone can, the Gandy man can. And he joins us now live, I've been told, from Wrigley Stadium. So, Luke, thanks for hopping <laughs> on with us, man. What's the atmosphere like there? It's good. I mean, this uh, this team is obviously in uh, need of a roster improvement, the Chicago Cubs are, but uh, a Sunday night game playing the uh, – division rival Cardinals on a Sunday night base on ESPN um, is quality. So I, I always say Fenway and Wrigley and my, I've, I've certainly not been to every sports stadium in the country, but I've been to a lot of them. Uh, Fenway and Wrigley are one a and one B uh, for my best, uh, best sports venues in the country. Luke is off to a great start tonight, putting Fenway up on the top two there. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have love Thank for Boston. Luke. No doubt. 
Yes, yes, that is true. So another game going on right now, Luke, the uh, Celtics Warriors game two of the NBA Finals. What are yes. you seeing just kind of as a, as a broad look at betting on this game, but the series in general too? Yeah, I mean, we're selling tons of Celtics tickets, and obviously it makes sense because they look uh, amazing. Certainly the defense did in the final fourth quarter uh, earlier this week, and of course game two going on right now. I mean, look, like, you know, we've discussed this on the show, like the Celtics are the prop top team of the year. So if you have, you know, to be clear, and, and I thought that the broadcast should have mentioned this during game one. I hope they mentioned it at some point during these series broadcast, this team was 150 to one in November. I mean, that is unprecedented odds for a team to get to the NBA finals. So I hope they address that at some point. Obviously every, you know, basically every broadcast, um, you know, audio is, is including the odds lately. So I hope that they mention that at some point in the broadcast of this NBA finals, but, um, the point is, there are so many long shot Celtics tickets floating around. We've sold, we've sold tons. 30 to 1, we sold this morning. We sold 100 to 1 two days ago. I mean, you name the, the odds on this team. Like, they're getting sold on prop side right now, and for good reason. They're minus money right now. So if you have a Celtics ticket, anyone out there, please get that thing posted. And also, as we always discuss, just because you sell your ticket, doesn't mean you have to get off the Celtics. You've came so far. You know, they're currently minus money right now in the middle of game two. Get that thing posted. Take half the cash that we're giving you. Go rebet Boston. It'd be silly to walk away. You know, if, if God forbid the Warriors come back and win this thing, you'd walk away with zero. Um, so we've seen lots of Celtics tickets getting sold. Yeah, Luke Pergandy, our guest here, PropSwap.com. Go to PropSwap.com and check out all those futures tickets. If you're interested in the Celtics or, heck, if you got a Golden State Warrior one of interest, you think they can come back in this series, see how that one goes as well. Uh, let me ask you about the NBA Finals MVP. Just kind of your two cents. I know game one, game two is going on, but, Luke, game one reaction, you had a lot of guys you could have thrown in this category. Jalen, Al Horford, Derek White, Steph had a big night. Tatum, not so much, but there was a, a, a gang of people in that game that are kind of sitting at the top of that NBA Finals MVP. What is that market looking like to you right now? Yeah, I didn't quite understand the Jason Tatum line move uh, after game one. He really didn't play that well. Yes, I agree that he's the leader of the Celtics, and they have, the, the Boston Celtics had a really good game in game one. Clearly, it's really played amazing defense in the fourth quarter. But I didn't quite understand the Jason Tatum line movement. Al Horford, in my opinion, he was a player of that game. You know, he played. He was knocking down threes. Like, I believe this is his first NBA Finals. Like, to me, like, mm -hmm. if he continues to play that well and the Celtics win this thing, like, there is so much value in Al Horford. I believe he was around 20 to 1 going into this game. I'm sure someone has him at 100 to 1 to win NBA Finals MVP. Like, that seemed like really good value. And flipping to the other side, coming out of the West, Steph, you know, the, the Warriors coming into this game are around plus 135. Steph could be found at around plus 150 to win finals MVP. I don't see anyone else winning the MVP if the Warriors win the series. So, to me, like, why not take Steph to win MVP instead of the Warriors' money line? I just, you know, the Warriors' uh, futures odds to win 
right. to win the championship. I just I don't see anyone else on Golden State winning that award besides them. Yeah, Horford's odds did catch my eye oh, of like a couple days ago, and he was wearing Burberry shorts before this game. So if you're looking at the fashion and look look for any odds yeah. movement after that, I think he was trying to honor the queen for her jubilee with that British <laughs> brand. But so that odds movement will be something definitely to look at. But Luke, in this series, who do you personally like to win this and in how many games? Yeah. I just, watching the first quarter of that game, like, Steph couldn't miss a shot, right? I mean, my God, he literally was just throwing things up and they were going in. I still like the Golden State Warriors. Um, unfortunately, Lucy, I'm sorry I'm sure you're sad to hear that, but Understandable. Like, he was, you know, there was, I was texting with a group chat, like, in that first quarter, I mean, it seemed like it was, the series was over, right? Like, the Celtics just had no answer. And I get it in the fourth quarter. They finally figured out how to play defense. But it just it just seems like they have too much firepower. So, I lean Golden State. I know they got punched in the mouth in game one in the fourth quarter. But they were, they were dominating in the first quarter. So, I'll go Golden State in seven um, is my prediction. I just I feel like there's too much offense. Clay could still play better. Um, you know, Poole is playing better. Like, Wiggins is. Um, he had a good game. He could have a better game. I just think there's just too much firepower in that Golden State team. Yeah, no, if we get game seven, Luke, that's going to be an awesome thing. Luke Pergandy, PropSwap.com. That's PropSwap.com. See all the tickets up there. And if you have a ticket, go visit PropSwap.com. Luke and the guys over there can help you out and help you make even more money. Uh, Luke, let me let me ask you this. We have just a couple more questions. We'll let you go because I know you're jacking sure. baseball game. No, you're fine. Go let ahead. Me- let me ask you a really random one. I'm throwing this out of left field on you. I, I'm a I'm an Oregon State alum, and my Beavers are hosting a college baseball regional here. The Lady Beavs just bowed out in the Women's College World Series. What is the market like for 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 college baseball, the College World Series, these regionals? How hot or how kind of insignificant in the betting market is college baseball at this time of year? Yeah, I mean, look, if you have a ticket. So, you know, PropSwap is supply and demand, right? We have supply of right. people that post sports betting tickets, and we have demand of people that just log on and want to buy those tickets. Like, there is a definitely demand for College Baseball World Series tickets. So if anyone out there has a World Series ticket, get that thing posted. We have tons of, of demand for people to buy those. Every TV that I see, whether I'm in Chicago or California or New York, wherever I am, like people are watching this event. So yeah. there's there's attention towards it, and you know when there's more buyers than sellers, you should be selling, right? So on PropSwap, there's plenty of buyers who would buy your College World Series ticket. So if anyone's got one out there on a long shot, get that thing posted. There's plenty of demand for it. And when it comes to Major League Baseball World Series tickets and awards, player awards tickets, is there anything notable you're seeing there, possibly for the Red Sox, but also possibly not? Uh, on uh, on uh, MLB World Series features? Yes, yes. Yeah, awesome. I mean, the Red Sox are up and down. They're kind of a tough team to bet on. Um, the Yankees look amazing. The Dodgers look great. Um, you know, uh, the Brewers look nice in the NL Central. The Cardinals uh, look like they will be a contender in the NL Central. Uh, the Padres with Machado. Machado's currently the NL MVP uh, front runner, so the Padres are a nice team. Um, 
yeah, it's generally wide open. Like, I don't think there's a clear front runner. Those teams I just mentioned are obviously at the top of the heat. Uh, but I do think, generally speaking, the baseball futures market is more open than it has been in recent years. Um, so I like it. It's great for great for sports betting when we have a lot of contenders because that means that the value can be found on a bunch of different teams futures-wise. Luke, we'll get you out of here with this one, man. What did that Rangers win against the Lightning? Lightning had a 19-game winning streak in the postseason following a yeah. loss. They lose to the Rangers. What did what did that do to, to maybe the market? What's PropSwap.com right now looking like with Stanley Cup playoff tickets? Yeah, how about that team? So Gerard Gallant, um, his, his nickname is Turk. Um, when I used to live in Vegas, he was the Vegas Golden Knights head coach. And when Vegas made that 500-to-1 run, to the Stanley Cup, he was their head coach, and I, when they got, when he got fired, I just could not understand why they did that. Like this guy just took a ragtag group of guys who were discarded by their prior franchise. He took them to the Stanley Cup, and I just could not understand why the Vegas Golden Knights fired him. So he's an incredible coach. Um, this New York Rangers team. I mean, like three or four years ago, they were one of the worst teams in hockey. The Rangers were so for. Gerard Gallant to to resurrect this team and and potentially knock off the Tampa Bay Lightning, who a week ago, everyone was like, basically give the Lightning the three-peat. Like, there's no one else who's going to even stand a chance. But the Rangers to be doing this is super impressive. So they look great. They got the momentum right now. It's going to be a big hole to climb out of for Tampa Bay to come back. Good stuff. Hey, Luke, man, I, we really appreciate every time we can get you on for a hit, but especially thank you tonight, man. I know you're enjoying your life out there at Wrigley. Enjoy that ball game, and everybody go visit PropSwap.com. Give Luke and company a follow on Twitter. And, Luke, we always love catching up with you here on Back to the Future, so I'm sure we'll talk with you soon, man. Thank you for hopping on with us tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Good luck with the Celtics that Lucy. Bye. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> there, Enjoy the game. <laughs> there we go. Luke Brigandi, PropSwap. Uh, dot com. Plenty of great stuff there. Futures tickets that you can go buy. And again, Luke's Luke's point's great. If you have a ticket, go to PropSwap.com. They will help you. They will walk you through this and help you make money on these tickets that are about to hit as we have a back and forth tie game in NBA Finals this right is, now as we wrap it up. This is stressful. But also, if you go to PropSwap's Twitter, there are also, it's fun to look at the tickets that have been sold and that are for sale. So you can see those there too. So yeah. definitely follow PropSwap on Twitter. Uh, all right, well, I'm looking at my watch, looking at my Gucci. It's about that time. Uh, Lucy, I look forward to my Venmo from you for winning the bet. Oh, yes. Yep, send and... me what your Venmo is. You got it. Okay, <laughs> I will. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. Lucy, we'll have a great show planned next week. I hope Can't my wait. camera won't be as choppy. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back to the Futures of the BetQL Network. We're back next week. Shelton Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern along with BetQL Daily. You better you bet and bet MGM tonight only on the BetQL Network.